0: it's Elliot Smith weather today in Los Angeles but I'm happy to be back TJ how are you feeling
1: Well you're in LA I didn't know that That's right bitch I came back yesterday it's, it's it's I'm catching flights not feelings you know the vibe Okay I knew that you caught flights and feelings not feelings I just didn't know that you caught a flight yesterday That's right The world moves fast did you have a good flight uh, Was it on a new Delta airplane or an old one
0: No it was on a new one mercifully I was I was tucked tucked into my little uh pod using my computer uh, and not turning on the entertainment system once. Um, but I did notice uh, quite a lot of my fellow passengers watching the uh, King Richard film. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I, I feel like is probably seeing a nice little streaming uptick.
1: We call that the Oscar effect. It's been happening for maybe decades, if not centuries. I
0: see, I see. I, I was I didn't realize that.
1: Once a movie kills it at the Oscars...
0: Okay, so once you win an Oscar for Best Actor, then people finally watch it. <laughs>
1: well, is that what you're saying? I don't know. I mean, I think a decent amount of people watched that movie when it came out, right? I did not, but I watched it on the airplane, and, and I did enjoy it. I know. I don't know why. I just can't
0: get myself to watch it. I, I would rather watch californication reruns or the office on the plane then californication that's an interesting rare pull absolutely fantastic show i was thinking today on my run how that sometimes in my mind's eye when i think about los angeles that's what i Mm -hmm. that's what i see you know like mm-hmm. like walking through a shitty bodega in West Hollywood, you know, buying some wine and Marlboro lights, and you turn the corner and there's just a hot surfer chick in a bikini, <laughs> and, you know
1: that that's what LA that's what LA should be like. But that that show. Ven the city of Venice plays itself on California. Yeah, so choose I know, I know. your words wisely. Because no, but it's a
0: but it's a good, it's a great. That's that's a great fucking show. You
1: know, there's. I had a weird moment because obviously I watched that show when it came out, and there was an episode or like a little bit of a, a C storyline where he was, um, he was uh, having sex with a girl. I know that was a common trope on on the show. No, <laughs> no, no,
0: bro. Are you kidding? Are you he saying? Would, that Deco- yeah, he would lay down. A he would lay down man?
1: with various women on the show. And one of them was a girl that liked to punch him. Do you remember that? Oh yeah,
0: of course. Yeah, 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 of course. And okay, so
1: surprised. the the girl that liked to punch him. Uh-oh. Um Uh-oh. she is a former child actor. Mm-hmm. She played like the 5-year-old girl on television's infamous sitcom The Nanny. Oh, so, wow. So uh, the, the Nanny came out. It they they're, they're like showing it on HBO and some it's one of those shows where like they'll sneak in a good actual you know actually a good joke into like a whatever sitcom you know it's you throw it on there's crazy outfits and references mm-hmm. but the the five year old daughter is that child actor and i was like sitting watching the nanny you know baked like an alaska like i know this bitch. baked like alaska oh yes i have i've seen her um having a rape uh rape fantasy (laughs) on showtime network that's how i know this five-year-old well i want to be
0: clear jason actors have to act you know what i mean i know sometimes you get confused but but like
1: well it is more of the thing of like i saw you first in you know doing a nude sex scene involving physical violence yeah yeah and now i'm seeing you for a second time (laughs) in saddle shoes and uh and you're supposed to see it i see you want to see it the reverse way so it makes sense i don't know if i want to see (laughs) this person as a five-year-old at all i mean don't get me wrong amazing you know great acting chops the whole cast was a rock solid cast but it was it was still a little disturbing to be like how do i she looks so familiar. And then the source of the familiarity is, I is, understand, is a little dark, but that's fine.
0: I, I like the best part of Californication season one is when he has sex with his ex ex-girlfriend's husband's daughter oh uh, yeah uh, mm-hmm. acts ac- accidentally which mm-hmm. is just and it's just kind of like shit you know he's not <laughs> there's no actual consequences except like she steals some of his creative writing for class because <laughs> he can't get mad you know what i mean i'm like this is really this is truly a different time nothing says more of a different time
1: they, they, they say like a, a, a pilot episode of a tv show all you have to do is make somebody want to watch the next episode that's kind of what it is so it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there's a cliffhanger there's a hook there's something that reveals itself in the third act where you're like oh I th- this is a, a ride that i want to hop on yeah and for that show it was david Duchovny, legendary stick man and we have to
0: hang on to see what he's going to do for the next six years he's no bj but he is no, he's no, up there no, no, no. he tried and he failed um but I tried yeah it's good to be back. i mean this weather is killing me but it's good
1: to be back uh It'll be you know 90 the, in, in a week or less you know the, the, you know the big apple takes it out of me
0: Jason you know it chilly
1: over there in the in the hills of Brooklyn man
0: it was absolutely it was absolutely snow-covered
1: fr- hills of Greenpoint it was absolutely freezing in Crown Heights is what I heard I didn't make it out there but I did mm-hmm. hear that that was the case 72 and sunny over there in the lower east village right I had
0: to use my I had to use my uh Custom made leather gloves, uh,
1: you know, to- oh, yeah, you love pulling those out, don't you? I
0: do, I do. I, You're I, like,
1: oops, I guess it's cold.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. And if you keep talking like that, I'm going to slap you with them too. Uh, but yeah. So I, I, I was happy to be back. And then it was, you know, yesterday I got a little bit of sun. I got a workout in with Hunter. So it wasn't a total wash. You know what Your I mean?
1: life was not a total wash. Well, I, yes, I mean, in, th- while you were gone, I was facialized. Did you know that?
0: <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about your you porn search history on this podcast. All
1: right, I think that's false, Chris. I think you kind of do. <laughs> Thanks to the good people over at Neiman Marcus Beverly Hills, the the good people at Rev- Revive, Revive, I don't know how it's pronounced. Down south, down south we call that needless markup. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Needless markup. That's what we call it down south. That's right. So you got a whole paycheck needless markup. Uh-huh. What a, where a, what? A, I feel like there's gotta be one more to kind of have the rule of thirds be completed.
0: There's definitely more, but
1: I haven't lived there in so long, and I mean, that's and a joke trope that doesn't work for you as somebody who likes to pay full price for everything. A needless markup is a welcome sign to you. That's exactly right. I hope they're I hope
0: they're doing a sixty percent instead of fifty. You know what I mean? But <laughs> how do you how do you look less like shit or the same?
1: Slightly less like shit. Yeah. It was um. <laughs> it was it was a, a I I felt like a princess even though I, I was busy and I didn't have time to to go go to facial sometimes you have to make time you squeeze you squeezed it and i know you were sit, you told me you were sitting at
0: the you know I, I believe the this is funny because i when we had we had this crazy uh, notary mm-hmm. when we dealt with our mortgage and she kept talking about the bar on 5th Fourth. On fourth. The bar on fourth. She's like, you gotta go there. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And then you're tapping in eating chili at the bar on fourth with Lisa
1: Vanderpump. Is that not what I, is that not what I saw? And, and Lisa Vanderpump's baby daddy, whatever his name is. The guy who's 116 <laughs> years old. <laughs> yeah, look, he's
0: a, look, look, he's up there in age, but he's kind of swaggy and he knows he's much like you. What's her name or his name? Oh, why can't I think of his name?
1: You got Lisa Vanderpump. She does like, uh, fire insurance fraud, I heard. And then you got her husband and then her husband's diaper.
0: Ken. No, Ken's diaper is full and she will change it. But I
1: think I think low Ken was walking around looking at the um, <laughs> at the McQueen sneaker section and he did look like he had a little something in there. Yeah, he it's changing time. Did you send uh did you send a skinny girl over to her or did you just stare? Obviously, the vendor pumps ex- drink a diet exclusively of of diet coke. That's the only Good liquid point. that they put into Lim- their body.
0: Lemon 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 or no lemon?
1: Oh, big fat wedge of lemon. Hell yeah. Yeah, you got to ask for a big Wiser Farms lemon, I think. It was a, it was actually really wow. 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 but there was I didn't, I didn't send anything over it was <laughs> it was kind of it, it was such a strange thing because this was like it couldn't be at a less busy time for any business restaurant retail whatever it this is this was like this was, a, this was like this was a 3 tuesday PM. in the middle of the afternoon tuesday at 3 p.m so like they don't serve dinner they, it's, they do like a little lunch business but almost every seat at bar on fourth was was full Every person was obviously a complete character. Mm -hmm. You know, you got the rich old, old grannies, head to toe Chanel. You have random scammer dudes, you know. Mm -hmm. You have me sitting with my laptop and I'm like, I'm just gonna, I'll have a, 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 you know, a nice Gibraltar with whole milk and I'll just sit here and edit my podcast and I'll be a happy camper. And then there was a bartender who was like, you're getting a double... Blood orange margarita, and that's that. Did
0: they give did did this bartender give it to you for free, or did he he or she? Oh, this was
1: everything was on the house, thanks to my my number one dog Mary Kate over at over at Neiman Marcus. Yeah, Mary Mary, Mary
0: Mary Kate. Uh, yeah, I would love to. I, I'm just wondering where my invitation is. Uh, and, Mary Kate, and...
1: she's a, she's a fan of the pod. I, don't worry, I, I I brought over. I sent her a nice dad hat, and she was happy. But I think Mary Kate, since she's a, a big fan of the show, she knows that Chris. Hates the fans and and won't respond to the DMs. You know, I don't hate them if she's bringing something to the table. That's a very different thing. I I only have one room, one Mary Kate
0: in my life right now, mm-hmm. and um,
1: you know, this, you know, that movie. Our guest today, he's into film directing and stuff. There's that movie Twilight. There's like the Team Edward, <laughs> yeah, Team yeah, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, she's Team, team There's Team There's Team Black and There's Team TJ. That's just you might no, have right. to. Mm-hmm. No, you're right, and that's fine. it's a I'll, tough pill to swallow.
0: I'll take the L on this, and I'm more of a bio, biologique Raychar's
1: anyway oh come on that's petty chris <laughs> the smell of jealousy and placenta is strong in here
0: <laughs> it's it's coming it's wafting through the sm57 Well,
1: yeah i gotta say it was i mean i i definitely plan i mean oh, and the best part about neiman market the valet is three dollars you go there oh, you get baby you get shit housed at a bar <laughs> and then you just go, slink into your fucking car at the valet pay the guy three bucks you give him a fiver he's like mama mia today is gonna be a good day you know meanwhile horse the valet at horses i gotta take out a reverse (laughs) mortgage (laughs) on my house to cover that shit and the guy parked it across the street (laughs) (laughs) shout out to horses you guys rule it's a it's a light 15
0: i i want to quickly i mean before we introduce our guest i i wanted to talk about our big plans uh for for the weekend because i oh gosh we're we're thinking about getting a driver because we're doing (laughs) what some in the food industry call a bang bang
1: louis ck style bang bang but
0: we're doing it with we're doing it with
1: live music
0: ladies and gentlemen so jason and i will be catching evan dando uh, who posted a picture of him fishing today, Jason, uh that I talked about with David Coggins. He was... Fish on. But anyway, the Lemonheads opening for Jawbreaker at the Wiltern on Sunday. I'm going to be the youngest guy at that show. Easily, easily. <laughs> You're going to catch the, catch the Lemonheads, do It's a Shame About Ray all the way through. Jason will wipe the tears from my eyes with a nice bar napkin. Mm-hmm. We'll jump in the Escalade, zoom right over to the Greek to catch friend of the show charlie xcx on stage Mm -hmm. and hopefully i'm going to make it home before midnight what do you think the chances that are and also how zooted are you going to be
1: first make some noise for my angels out there we don't we we have to (laughs) hire a driver simply for the fact that I think the the, the timing is going to be of, of the essence. <laughs> Jason said, Jason said, I'll bring the Narcan was
0: his response when I said, should we get a driver? Yeah, I mean,
1: it's like, okay, it's Sunday night. And normally on Sunday, I'm like, mm, which gluten-free pasta am I going to make with my life partner and watch Bridgerton? And then now it's like, Oh, we're gonna go see the Lemonheads, Jawbreaker. I know Charlie XCX of the Greek. It's a, it is a bang bang all over. We're circ- circumnavigating the city of angels, just like the Chili Peppers would do. And am I bringing Narcan? The answer is yes. You never know. Fentanyl is a serious drug, and I'll be doing a lot of cocaine to stay awake. F- fentanyl is serious. I'm a little upset that I'm missing the
0: Grammy Awards live from Las Vegas, but that's another conversation. Mm. Our guest today legend Legendary filmmaker uh, Lance Bangs, who you guys definitely recognize his work mm-hmm. um, from not only the music videos but MTV's famed Jackass program. <laughs> but I I want to talk to him about the 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 series, the Directors Label series, which
1: if you've ever had taste in your life, you have in your collection. Mm-hmm. Um, at least at least one, one of those. Them. What? I mean, could you explain to our our listeners who might not know about this this cool DVD that we've all had? Well, you you would you would get the box
0: set because it had all the directors. Work So it'd be Chris Cunningham, Michelle Gondry, uh, obviously my number one, Spike Jones, Mark Romanek, uh, I think Jonathan Glazer, Anton Corbin, there's mm-hmm. a, there's a, there's a, there at, was a, a at a
1: certain time in the early 2000s, it was kind of like the, the John Waters quote of like, if he doesn't have this mm-hmm. Chris Cunningham yeah, exactly. DVD box set, don't fuck him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly.
0: If you, if you, especially if you lived in LA and you went back to an apartment in East Hollywood and he had a bunch of mm-hmm. DVDs and the director's label series wasn't there, purchased it, Colette in Paris, yeah. of course. It was
1: not considered optional viewing. It was absolutely required. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, the new, the new jack
0: Jackass is out, uh, and I didn't see it, but I heard I it was still great. Haven't seen it yet. I know. We'll talk to him about it.
1: But let's uh, after we talk to him, we won't even need to see it. We're we're gonna have Lance come on and just kind of describe the film Jackass. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That'd be great. Forever. Yeah, just descri- frame by
0: frame. Just. just- just describe it for us. Uh Living right, I, I think I think Lance also lives in Portland by choice, which is something we should try to kind of for get For a non Nike up.
1: employee that is Oh I'm sure that is very interesting.
0: Oh don't don't worry, I'm sure Big Lance has got cash some Nike checks in his time. We'll get they into don't like it. to talk about we'll that. Get into all it. right, yeah, let's let's give Lance a call. Hey Jason, we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on. You're eating at restaurants you don't want to eat at all the time to appease myself and others. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to your health, health, there's no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who used your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now or because they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So, literally, no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you now.
1: ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in network doctors very close to you and instantly book appointments with them online. Just like when I'm looking for new shoes on my sites, you can filter specifically, see which doctors take your insurance. Located near you, maybe find a doctor that's far away from you for personal reasons you don't want to disclose. I use ZocDoc, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash HowLong and download ZocDoc for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash HowLong. ZocDoc.com slash HowLong.
0: How gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know hair thinning is quite complicated, like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health, Uh oh, and internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair.
1: Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair Nutriful.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got R A F on the nut. Dot <laughs> promo code how long. That's nutriful.com <laughs> promo code how long.
0: The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language. The second best way is... And that's with Babbel. One in five Americans uh, have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel.
1: Chris and I are going to the country of Georgia in a month or so, and they have a very unique language. And I will be using Babbel to try and just get a little bit of action so I can know how to order my cold cold brew lattes and things like that in a way uh, that's actually science-based don't spend hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Use Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons. They're handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new lingo in as little as three weeks. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your
0: Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at long. Get 55% off at babbel.com. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash how long rules and restrictions may apply. Babel. Lance, where are you coming to where are you coming to us live from, bro?
2: I just got back into Portland, Oregon from New York, and then head down to LA in a day or two. So yeah,
0: you live in port you live in Portland by choice. Is that is that is that because you're so tied in to the creative filmmaking of the Nike Corporation, or this is, is this a different <laughs> is this a different reason? <laughs> that's Beaverton you're thinking of. That's not Portland. Look, it's close. That's don't a, do that. It's, it's close enough. Widening Candy, whatever it is. How do you yep. know what Beaverton is? <laughs> yeah. i He's going to Marietta, Chris. Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Ooh. Yeah, because Lance Lance spent some time in Athens, I believe. Him and Michael. Yeah building mike is one of my mike is one of my dream guests and he's in my orbit in a few different ways yeah what do you mean by in my orbit chris does that mean you follow him on instagram (laughs) no there's just enough people i know that like know him well that i feel like Mm -hmm. it, it could happen um but that's that's i don't know i mean athens during that time i feel like were you in Portland during its heyday, or were you there a little bit after?
2: No, I I, uh, I left home in New Jersey uh, as a teenager, went down to Athens, Georgia, and was there like 1990 onwards. And in 92, I went out to go visit Portland, Oregon, and just was transfixed and met all these great songwriters and characters. And it was a very inexpensive place to live. There's no sales tax. Mm-hmm. So it was like Elliott Smith, mm-hmm. um, the band Hazel, the band The Spinanes, and sort of taking tapes of what they were doing and passing them back to people in New York and Athens and other music scenes, and kind of going back and forth. And at the time, you could rent a room in a group house with people and keep some books and a record player there for like a hundred dollars a month. Mm. And Athens was amazingly cheap as well. So I was living in those two places, and then mostly working in New York, or LA, or London. Like there wasn't much to kind of a. Uh, Earn income in those arts enclaves, but you could sure, sure, live sure. a great sure. lifestyle and then travel and go make things other places. It
1: was a good thing that your rent was a hundred dollars a month because you had a hundred dollars per month. <laughs> well, now look, I mean, Lance was flying to London for some of these corporate
0: clients, but his record collection alone—I mean, I can't even imagine mm-hmm. the, the Kill Rock Stars first presence exactly. he's got. Yeah. you know, just <laughs> just—I mean, the the discogs income alone. I mean, that,
1: this, that's his Bitcoin.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he got in early. Exactly. Yeah. Neutral Milk Hotel demo. Tape is his NFT, and that's why those are my roommates from Athens. Because I growing up in Atlanta, like Nutramilk Hotel obviously is something we all listened to, and it was like mythical. Yeah, you know, because he like disappeared. But like, did he really disappear, or was that kind of like just we didn't have social media and shit? Like, would you still see him at the grit? You know what I'm
1: saying? Or- no, we,
2: we were we were living together. We were roommates during that.
1: Oh, so you saw his ass? He wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you can confirm <laughs> he was dis- maybe disappearing into a good book. That's about it.
2: No, he he's he's a great guy, and he definitely took a break to kind of stay at the house and and work on things, and then traveled to a few cities where he had friends to go kind of spend some time and and. Work on yeah. what he was going through emotionally, and and but it, yeah, it was like intense because like all the other people in the world that wanted him to play live or do events or do things were kind of constantly coming by or asking. I know that REM asked them to open up some shows uh, around that time, and he just kind of kept turning things down. And at first, it wasn't clear to people outside that like he was going to take a bit of a break and not be playing Irving Plaza in two thousand or <laughs> two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Um, but so it. And then he kind of started traveling further away and and really kind of uh it became more apparent to people
0: like he he's not he ain't doing available for your he ain't doing your this. phone interviews yeah hes not, yeah he's not he's not he's not <laughs> available for your alternative weekly uh phone phone interview your local yeah well i mean i feel like a guy like that did he ever because I know he played shows in the last, you know, in the last like 10 years, did he ever cash in? Like, did he ever, cause he deserves it is my point.
2: Yeah. That was never his motive. And he was very generous with the money that he did earn with funding a lot of, you know, other projects or charities or mm-hmm. events or things that he felt needed help or yeah. support. And so I, I believe he's comfortable. Like he was on merge records, which is a very friendly, yeah, great yeah, social yeah. label. That's like generous with how they divide things with the artists. And he lives a, a lifestyle that suits him well. And he's, he's, safely i think in a good
0: place god bless him i mean that's it. honestly the man gave us i love giving you a classic and then just disappearing there's nothing more legendary than that and i think that that is also like basically gonna stop it stopped happening You know, because people are just too thirsty yeah. and Instagram's
1: too easy. Well, I think the problem is they give us the classic and then they're like, I think I got another one in me. When they should just be doing 90s stuff, which is disappearing into a forest instead of making Claro's second album. Uh, Yeah, no, it's really true. It's really true. Sometimes you think
0: you got it and, and you don't. You really don't. I mean... I didn't. How did you take to the South as a guy from the? Were you comfortable with the manners, the food? Like what? What did you? You know, I you had a
2: weird time coming up. At my uh, it was like an Air Force family, so we were moving mm. fairly often, and a lot of the bases that we were at were like Valdosta, Georgia, Montgomery, Alabama. Oh man, we had everywhere. Like we were in you know Texas, Colorado, California, upstate New York, Nebraska.
1: So you were a base brat, is what it sounds like. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
2: mm-hmm. and so for whatever reason, like I was in different parts of New Jersey during like early teenage years and it was great. You could drive up. There's an amazing venue in Trenton called city gardens that every band yeah. played a phenomenal shows at. and then you could make it up to New York city fairly easily. And, uh, Everything was wild there in the late late eighties. There was like a riot at Tompkins Square Park one night that we were there to see oh, baby. Pylon play. And then, um,
0: damn, you're saying Pylon played in the park next to my apartment, and there was a riot? No, yeah, they, they, uh, bro, Tompkins Square. It's like this every
2: night, brother. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I just happened to be like visiting friends in Tompkins Square Park and like the police covered up their badges with black electrical tape.
0: Oh. and Just started
2: hitting people with.
1: You, but you and, had the, you know, the, you had the thing
0: like, on you though, Lance, right? You, you, you yeah. yeah, you had it. I know Lance had the little thing
1: on him. so he was I able think to the thing that you're referring to is a superiority burger cookie. <laughs> he had the 16 millimeter camera so on him, actually. So this was before <laughs> yeah. the dog park was, was installed? Is exactly, that? yeah. Okay,
2: okay. Um, and then, you know, you could go to Philly as well. So it was, yeah. it was kind of a great landscape to be exploring in at that, like, you know, late 80s weird time period. Uh, but then I really felt drawn to get very far away from there. And I'd been making sort of personal films and, on Super 8. And at the time, Michael Mariam had an organization called C100 Film Corps that was giving grants to underground filmmakers. Essentially, they would make um, small projects. So they would make those public service announcements that would run on when it was like four TV channels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they had to give a certain amount of time to like these. <laughs> they had to
0: no exactly yeah
2: and so you could make a 30 second black and white piece about you know what does it mean we throw something away where does that actually go you know to kind of encourage people to be thoughtful Mm,
0: about jason this guy this guy's been on the front lines of filmmaking but also the front front lines of sustainability (laughs) and that's something that's something a lot of people don't know and i'm glad that the journalists on how long gone are able to uncover stuff like that kind of makes the show wide open we're kind of yeah Yeah. it makes it we make it a little special around here so, you were doing PSAs. Yeah. You were doing PSAs for, and Michael Stipe was paying for it. <laughs> exactly.
2: And so he had a great younger artist <laughs> named Chris Billheimer that was designing stuff for RM at the time. And he and Michael kind of helped get me down to Athens and get me set up with like a local address. And, you know, it's like a very inexpensive, great art scene yeah. to kind of jump into. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Give you a little walking around money, some wheels. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah Three it's hots in a, a cot, as they say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what, I'm sure that's what it was like. That's, uh, no, I mean I I just it's it's I I have I you know I romanticized that time for sure because I didn't get REM until later in life. Right. Like I was like Yeah. I was into punk and hardcore, and was just like, I don't know. Pylon, too. I'm just like, yeah, this is cool, I guess, but I don't really care about yeah. it. And and now I listen to R.E.M. like every day, uh, <laughs> yeah. which I, you know, is unfortunate because I kind of missed the. I could have seen a lot of wild shit in my time, probably. Um, right. But but do you have a relationship to to hardcore? How many times have you seen? Converge? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, like, okay. You know,
2: every I saw every great hardcore band in City Gardens and and Philly at like the Franklin YMCA and you mm-hmm. know stuff like that all throughout the mid eighties. Uh, a little bit came through Montgomery, Alabama, but not that much. It was more so when I got up to like huh. the middle of New Jersey. Like James Murphy was working the door at City Gardens. John Stewart was a bartender. What? It was just a,
0: a magical Not James. Not place. James Murphy. Oh, man. Absolutely. Not yeah. James Murphy. He was probably skimming off the top then, too, that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's right. John Stewart was a bartender? Comedy's John Stewart? Yes, Comedy's John Stewart
2: <laughs> was a bartender <laughs> at this like Trenton, New Jersey bunker that like. Every base, like all the New York bands would come down and safely play a show, testing out all their new material there, Mm -hmm. knowing that all the like Rolling Stone random notes writers weren't there to see it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if the Ramones had
2: new material, or if Sonic Youth wrote a new record, they could go down there. It's like when
0: Beyonce opens her tour in Albany. You know what I mean? You got to get you got to get warm before you hit before you hit Boston's you know (laughs) TD Garden. Yeah. Damn, that's that's uh. I, I didn't I didn't realize that I New Jersey though does get a bad rap in in the world and I I actually uh, don't subscribe I think New Jersey good can be like keep keep it can be a beautiful
2: place keep the scrubs away let let only the local mutants know how good it is
0: no I mean I would never live there or want to claim it but I do th- I have been there and it is nice and I think that <laughs> it's 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 funny though how places like that it's like the valley here we've talked about it on this podcast a few times like the valley had this bad connotation. Like from television and movies, and now, like between Haim and Paul Thomas Anderson, they've like romanticized it, yeah. and now it's like considered cool, or at least an era of it is considered cool. Um, mm-hmm. which is it, all it takes is a little, you know, a little famous person to turn it around some good pr exactly good
1: pr it's all we all need bangs you spend some time in, in los angeles's valley ever oh yeah quite a bit i feel like you have
2: right i, I think these places are better off without pr i think i like, think i regret that i made <laughs> episodes of portlandia and now there's too many people moving here from outside
1: blood on your hands i've never been
0: to portland really never been i i, I actually like seattle quite a lot i love vancouver and i've been told yeah you know by a, f- a few the the way it goes with me lance and you you've listened to this podcast you might know this it's either they're either like, Chris, you're going to fucking love it, or Chris, you're going to hate it and leave the day you get there. There's no there's no in between. Yeah, And I, I don't know why that is. Why is it so polarizing? Because of your show? Chris, we're all Virgos, right, Lance? <laughs> <laughs> so it's your fault, Lance, is what you're saying. The show Portlandia, <laughs> Fred Armisen
1: himself had ruined the PR of... Oh, yeah. Speaking of Portlandia, did you listen to the Brett Easton Ellis episode, Lance? I did, yeah. That, that was a little shocking when he was talking about... That was shocking to me. Friend yeah, of the show, Fred Armisen, right? Yeah. It was also pretty funny. I think
2: everyone can agree that. Brett Easton Ellis is is a singular uh, energy that has rubbed a few people the wrong way.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, no. I, as a person who rubs people the wrong way, I understand that it can happen. Brett Easton Ellis is a yeah.
1: singular energy. Singular energy that. is that. Yeah.
0: That's Lance has done a lot of interviews in his life, Jason. <laughs> that's what that said. That's a great phrase, and I'm going to steal it because that that really communicates everything without yeah. saying. That's
1: a step above, uh, you know, Brett's Brett. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's, he's Brett's Brett. Yeah, but do you think Portland? Do you think Portland was uh, Portlandia did less for it or more for it, or does the city love it because it made a lot of money? I think it did more yeah. for it. I think that
2: there are some local people who are grumpy, sure. but like you know, to be honest, it was a the existing culture here were primarily descendants of people that had moved out to do tree chopping down, sort of like <laughs> Northern European Johnson Spenson, you know, like that's that's who kind of came out here and chopped down trees and made what existed. And so it doesn't have the sort of like it's wood country diversity of personalities or ethnic enclaves that like all the great East Coast cities have. Like, there's no Italian American neighborhood or place to get a great bagel or mm. anything <laughs> like that. Uh, and you know, sort of like stoic, willing to get rained on and willing to just kind of like chop down a tree <laughs> and be by a campfire was like. The, How do you describe yourself?
0: Mode. I'm willing to get rained on. That's one of my <laughs> that's main. One, that's, that's who is here. I don't. That's that's I don't my my value appeals. my
1: life. <laughs> A ton. (laughs) If it does kind of have a torrential rain pour most days out of the year, I won't love it, but I won't care enough to do anything about it. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Architecturally, everything was sort of like a one or two or at most three story basic square or rectangle. Mm -hmm. Nothing was like that lively or inventive, but it had been very thoughtfully laid out. The people that, you know, kind of designed the city were thoughtful about setting aside a huge amount of like parks and green space. It's a pretty straight grid that makes sense. There's no weird diagonal one way streets that you, don't know how to get out
1: of if you're trapped mm. you know it's so not it's, like so it's bad good design. for drunk driving yeah. that makes sense
2: and that inexpensive sense. has all the things am I
1: right, Lance? yeah <laughs> and so <laughs> we have a lot of that ocd uh, mentality as it pertains to map making
2: and then uh inexpensive a lot of items are coming in from containers across the ocean and getting unloaded and so the basic cost of oh, goods is oh that's the jersey cheap. coming
1: out in bangs right there yeah. hey, you know a lot of a lot of <laughs> shipping container you know <laughs> importing and exporting going out of uh, exactly. you know. yeah yeah i see you're making a little in, extra income on the side yeah. I see i'd hate for something here. to happen to your next load uh, <laughs> there's
2: no sales tax uh, at the time housing was inexpensive you could get a a group house with a bunch of painters or poets or musicians or whatever and Great used Mm -hmm. bookstores, record stores, like indoor activities at the time that it was rainier.
1: Great satanic vegan (laughs) strip club restaurants. Exactly. Sounds like I need to come check it out. I mean, I don't, I, I don't. There's probably more suicide girls per capita than (laughs) any other town in America. (laughs) And that's a platform that. That means a lot to me. It's crazy because the airport, the the TSA workers are
0: actually suicide girls. They've kind of been displaced. so it's it's great for the airport. It's great for the the city in general. I, I mean, I guess I mean, we were going to do a show there, but I don't think we have any listeners there, right.
1: And we did Seattle instead, and the show is great. So I mean, I don't know. no, I, th- yeah. I think next time we'll do Portland and Seattle instead of San Francisco and Seattle. I think we'll'll we'll, San Francisco is being. Oh, penalized. They're on timeout. And then Portland is going to step up. Okay. What's your
0: least, what's your least favorite city in the country besides San Francisco Lance?
1: That's actually a good question.
2: I have a hard time because I also go do a lot of like heavy journalism stuff and, and yeah. cities that are difficult because of like the wide sidewalks, baking heat. So like Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, don't mm-hmm. Phoenix. Come on. That sounds great. It's, it's tough to shoot in. It's just like giant, wide, mm. sun drenched streets that, you know, mm-hmm. the police are rough. It's a lot of heavy, like, weird tangents of of extreme conservatism mm-hmm. so
0: you're
1: so you're coming for me and my family i see that's not, that's yeah. not there's really, <laughs> there's a, a decent amount of that going on in the not portland parts of oregon though right
2: sure but i guess as far as like you know when he asks about a city i'm thinking of like a place with
1: yeah yeah half, for sure know, for sure people or so. no i mean phoenix is uh phoenix is a tough putt i have a hard time in cities that are not based on a river
2: i think that for whatever reason just having <sighs> a river moving through oh, a place,
1: edibles kicking in now lance i like it
2: yeah yeah what did you smoke unlike atlanta phoenix and houston <laughs> that are more like rail or train line cities i think that there's something that happens with uh weirdos and freakazoids and creativity going on in a city where there's water
0: moving through it damn i you know what i think you might be onto something on his murakami shit right now i like it yeah you're on your shit right now and i mean i think look nashville's got a great river that's why lou that's why
2: louisville kentucky Mm. louisville kentucky has more weird great musicians and artists and writers and Freakazoids then Indianapolis or whatever.
0: I've seen by I've seen by the grace of God. I've been to Crazy Fest. Okay, I know you know Louisville. Louisville. Louisville's Louisville's a beautiful place.
1: I actually. I've sent three dollars to get a Doghouse Records sticker pack. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'll say it on this. I'll come clean on the podcast. Mm -hmm. I've actually, I've actually never been to Phoenix. (laughs) uh, What? (laughs) Or I've actually, I don't think. I, I know. Well I've never been on I I've luckily never had to go on tour for real. Right. I'm more of a fly in, fly out guy. You know what I mean? I hit yeah. the major markets. Um <laughs> but I feel like you've I feel like you've you've thrown the cannon in a bunk and really seen this damn country. Yeah. Maybe yeah. more times than you would like, especially as you get up there in age.
2: No, I love it. I, I'd go back everywhere uh, three more times. Like I, I love running into weird people and having conversations and seeing what's changed in the city and is that bookstore still there and what's new and you know what's going on now
0: when's the last time when's the last time you've you've hopped on the tour bus though come on Uh, i did it last summer my
2: wife is in that band slater kenny and they did a bunch of shows with like wilco Mm -hmm. and we'll go back out again Mm -hmm. uh coming up this year and uh i also kind of jump in with bands there's a band called white reaper that i've been traveling and shooting stuff with they're great um Mm -hmm. i still do stuff with like a lot of characters from the past and i'll go join recording sessions of things that haven't been announced yet um but some of the like people you might like from other like 90s bands are doing interesting stuff and and it'll get announced not that long from now.
0: Oh, well, I think this is a good time for us to kind of propose you shooting our special. Ah. You know, we oh. we've been we don't have a we don't have like a big concept but we we've you know, we have some representation now. They're they're you know, they've been looking at at, at some options for us as far as distribution goes, but When's, can you throw on a steady cam and kind of come join us at some point, or you you know are are you going to shoot it on film? What what would you imagine for us?
1: I just want to let you know ahead of time we can't secure funding, so do with that information what you will.
0: <laughs> Lance, I can feel it from Lance already. He's a passion guy. He kind of knows.
2: Yeah, I make things happen. I don't. I don't let money stop us from making. We're,
0: we do it run and gun,
1: just like you.
0: <laughs> and he's he knows that if he gets on the ground floor yeah. of this thing, you know, he look he looks up and all of a sudden, you know, mm-hmm. Jason since Chris Pontius not fucking Johnny Knox. Are either
2: of you comfortable with like firearms? Can you handle any kind of gun or shotgun or anything? Of course. Of
0: course. Look, I'm not I I'm not comfortable with it, but I'll do anything for money, <laughs> okay. you know, within reason. So here's
2: what we do. We get like 5 drones <laughs> mm-hmm. and we put them up in the air okay. at the beginning of the conversation. Okay. And as it goes along and you get to different stages of the show, you shoot them out of the air one by one. Oh,
0: this is good. And so the number
2: of cameras keeps declining until we're down to just the last one. And as you get to the finale and it's the end of the show bam you take out the final camera i don't want Shit. you to waste
1: Jason. this amazing idea on us yeah. fans, i gotta say did you just pop that one off the dome or is this something you've been kind of stewing on for a while
2: yeah that that seemed like a good fit for the two of you
1: damn that's cool that's a, honestly that's a great concept that's a great concept unfortunately
0: i think some of our um listeners would not love the gun thing uh a lot um but make it
1: like a skeet shooting yeah i mean this is literally what it is it's just skeet shooting yeah, yeah
0: what if Yeah. so we could go okay so i this is going to pump the budget just a little bit but we let's say we go to the Cotswolds, you know what I mean. We get our, we get our, Chris. we get our, our, our wellies on, our barber jackets. Jason has a little hound with him, mm-hmm. and we're it's it's you know we're in conversation. I don't know. Let's say with the Gallagher brothers or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And then we're we're firing the drones, but it's it's in environment, so it feels a little more natural. It's not like an urban
1: setting. We don't need a fleet of Land Rovers, but you know, six or so. <laughs> Are we talking Liam and Noel or
2: Gallagher and Gallagher too? We're talking Liam and Noel,
1: and also us shooting drones out of the sky. I, that'll have like a surveillance state kind of political message not unlike my good friends Radiohead have you worked with those guys before <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah oh, they wow. they
2: were on the RM tour in 1995 as traveling with Michael and made the kind of films that were getting projected bro so kind of got to Spend time with them like during the Benz oh, era, and then have kept in touch since then.
0: Ninety-five was the only time they were good. The Benz era, hey, R, hey, R- E R- M and Radiohead doing
1: the Benz together. Oh, I, I, that's no one's going to agree with you on that one, Chris. Lance and I are both yeah. head heads, aren't we? Yeah. No,
0: I know. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I like OK Computer are fine, shut up, but Chris. I, shut up. I, I didn't. Yeah, I think that the, the, the your willingness to tour is very impressive because even at my low stature but advanced age i just can't i don't think i could do it i'm like john Mayer. i didn't take the pj from van nuys back to la every night
1: (laughs) i don't know chris i don't think you have a thirst for curiosity and and oddities and document you know meeting Hmm. strange interesting people has spent her life touring as well so you don't have there's no like yeah oh you're gonna go out again it's like bitch you've been out Just as long (laughs) as I have, okay. Been out. Are you?
0: So you have kids too, right?
2: Yeah, we've got a son who just turned 21 and a daughter who's 14, and they're great. And a lot of like time goes into being with them and parenting and sharing their lives
0: so they come on the road and they're like uncle uncle jeff tweety gave me some whiskey last night mom i'm sorry <laughs> or is it or is it like do they do they are they think you guys like are they your, your son's old enough but is your 14 year old daughter like you guys are lame or is she in on it she thinks it's cool no
2: she's very in on it in a weird way my son was like sometimes less comfortable mm-hmm. like i you know from early on like it truly when he was very young it was like the guys in fugazi were still active and we're always doing stuff and so there's all these Photos of him as a toddler with like Ian and Gee and going to the Discord house Shit. and being on the skateboard that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Ian had back at that time and like yeah. all these great things and so he responded to that but later things like he he helped DJ with me at Frank Ocean's Grammy party one year and I don't think he felt comfortable or like mm. or you know like I think mm. at some point he he wasn't telling he wasn't telling all the other kids at his middle school that he was hanging out with Earl Sweatshirt and Tyler the Creator and whatever he was like yeah sure self conscious about it or something so really. I don't know. Like he, I could, I could see that he, he I
1: enjoys. I mean, kids are weird. Your son is a low key king. I like it.
2: He likes Oregon and Portland more than he likes uh, going to LA or
0: whatever. What do you think he's gonna do? What What kind of guitar did you buy him?
2: He kind of picked out his own guitar. He picked out a Mustang from like '67, like blue. Just a great choice of a guitar. Taught himself, like without us pressuring him or like trying to put it in his hands. He just like mm-hmm. mostly instrumental Russian music from video games. What? Like he was. Uh, <laughs> what? Like finding the stuff that was not in our. <laughs> Listening Habit
1: or Wheelhouse. And you said
2: Russian music from video games? Yeah. Like something I wouldn't have ever been aware of or listening to that he was finding online and teaching himself how to play.
1: And he knows what's going on in Ukraine and all that, and he's still doing this? <laughs> <laughs> this was years ago,
2: and it was a cultural video game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, I understand. I just want to check. We, I, I mean, check.
1: trust me. I don't think we should punish the video game makers, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's society's choice, not it's us. Something to flag. I just want to bring that up. Yeah. Man,
0: that's, I mean... Having a 21 year old son is pretty, I mean, it's pretty wild. Like, what do you think? I love it. Yeah, it's great. What do you think he's going to do with his life? Are, are you, I mean, has he made any decisions yet or are you, are you just waiting? He's pretty
2: fascinating. He,
0: he is, uh, Teaching people mixed martial arts and,
2: and Brazilian what, is Jiu-Jitsu. What, he sober?
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know,
2: <laughs> what the fuck? He, he learned that <laughs> is himself sober? out of his own interest.
0: So he's doing he's teaching Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in, in Portland. No, he's not in a, another part of Oregon. Oh, okay, um, okay, okay, okay. But
2: so all these – what I assume – and I could be wrong, but I think that it's like probably guys that listen to Joe Rogan and are enticed by the idea of all those conversations about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and no-gi and, mm-hmm. and all that – that are in their midlife crises Mm -hmm. looking for someone to teach them how that goes or how to roll or whatever. And I think I could be wrong, but I think he's sort of like picking up money training or teaching or instructing some people.
1: He saw, he saw a window of opportunity and he's taken it. Yeah. He's also like a full-time college
2: student and, and all that. But, uh, I would not be surprised if he tried to open his own dojo and train people.
1: So (laughs) if he's been, if he's training at 21, then that, does that mean he's been doing BJJ for, since he was in, in little, Show your role diapers?
2: No, he uh, he kind of got into it later in high school, but he's just very observant and notices, oh, if your ankle had been slightly to the left, you could have grounded this and got into this mm. move. Like he's low-key, quiet, insightful with those sort of things. Okay, last question not,
1: by your son. At, um, <laughs> at what age was he able to beat you up?
2: <laughs> oh, fairly early. Yeah, like I, I'm not trying
1: okay. to be like a <laughs> tough guy around the house.
2: He, he's taller than me. He grew, you know, he's like, six feet something and uh and very muscular and well-built and could easily have like pinned me you know probably like 16 years old does he call you lance sometimes like if we're around a bunch of other people who only know me as lance like if we're at some jackass or okay odd, odd future uh, gang okay. of people he'll be like hey lance you know but it's not in a diminutive like okay i'm no longer your son kind of way he's
1: not trying to punk you no, out or not like that, like that. <laughs> Give me a get, Go get me another monster, Lance. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'm, Maybe if, if you were a stepdad, not a real yeah, dad. Yeah. I'm a dad to him, but if it, you know, if
2: it's like in front of ten other friends that are all saying Lance all day, he'll say Lance. Mm-hmm. That makes sense.
1: You would have never thought in a million years that your boy would grow up to be a, a master of submissions. <laughs> it's, it's
2: impressive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and again, I don't think he's like he's not that
2: guy like that, whatever stereotype right. you might be imagining. He's like a smart, thoughtful, soulful no, no, person no. who like... No, every, I have many, yeah. many yeah, friends the who, who
1: love the sweet yeah. science of that's BJJ the appeal, and they're yeah. all just amazing... Sweet people, I've never seen them get in a fight a day in their life. Yeah, no, I mean that's. But, but they could. But the,
0: yeah, they're all sober, um, and uh, they are in good shape. And I, I do, I, I mean, mm-hmm. the ghee is an interesting look. I don't know how much of the show yo roll geese Jason. I feel like they're kind of hot.
1: If expect- you can get your hands on one, they're not mm-hmm. that much. You know, a couple hundred
0: bucks or something. Oh, like okay. That. I okay. think it's
1: the. I think it's more of a scarcity issue. I
0: see. I understand. It's it's supply chain. Hit up usual.
1: your friends at the uh, undefeated gym, Chris. They'll sort you out. Okay.
0: Perfect. So so, <laughs> yeah. Thanks thanks for that Jason we were talking about the we were talking about the director's cut series in the intro oh and oh, right on because it was Jason made a, a a great joke that it was like the famous John Waters quote you know if you go home with someone they don't have books don't fuck them yeah the director's cut series is similar to that in the in a certain era of the 2000s You know, if you went back, if you went back to a fella's house and he didn't have the Spike Jones director's cut DVD, (laughs) nothing's happening that night. You know what I mean? And I, I just, if I'm
1: not able to watch Bjork videos on your DVD player, (laughs) this is not going to work. These dickies are remaining zipped. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that,
0: but I do think that that's like an interesting. Because the DVD has has at least for most normal people in society that aren't like film nerds has like fully gone away. You, you know what I mean? It's like not it, it's not really part of the conversation anymore.
1: Unless you're unless you're renting DVDs from the machine outside of Walgreens. <laughs> yes,
0: of course, of course. But I think that people, a lot of people I know, still have the director's cut. You know, displayed even. Yeah. Friend of the show you can't let it go. Friend of the show, Decatur Dan, has it displayed in his crib, and I'm like, damn, that's nice because that really. That really telegraphs a certain level of taste, you know?
2: Yeah, it's definitely an indicator in the way that a coffee table book is often used. It's, Mm -hmm. it's got that function.
0: But I just feel like those things are like kind of mythic. Are they like expensive now? Is there like a resale market for them or is it something you can get on eBay? I think it's an eBay
2: thing. It was Palm Pictures, which I don't think is still in
1: operation. No, I'm sure you can get the whole, you know, any of those DVDs on eBay for, for not too much money. I might need to, I might need to cop just for the flex. I might need to cop just for the flex. But there was something when those came out, you felt, a power that I could I could play this funk soul brother video <laughs> whenever I want to on demand yeah this isn't you know that was that was power that that a lot of people weren't used to wielding the idea well, Lance what do you watch on YouTube you know because I use YouTube strictly
0: for chiropractor videos and uh like Wilco playing on Letterman in like 1997 that's kind of my zone okay but Jason uh learns how to fix stuff yeah. and maybe some workouts and stuff but i am interested to know what a what a a visionary filmmaker uses the medium for, and don't say a
1: capital F don't say filmmaker. Joe
0: don't say Joe rogan clips <laughs> no
1: uh,
2: I think that at different times like if I'm doing a project where I'm overseeing mm. like an animated series, I'll go deep in like Czechoslovakian mm. animators from the sixties or electric company intro screens with the pinball machine and see you know what color sphere was that mostly working in. If I'm doing something that's more politically involved, I'll watch like deep interviews with all the subjects or figures that are mm-hmm. on the different sides or factions of like a political story that I'm chasing down. Mm. Um, if I'm going to go explore some part of the country that I haven't spent recent time in, I'll watch like mm-hmm. what's going on there now culturally. What what are the weird like footwork places in Chicago or what's
0: happening in like Murder Mountain? Which which rec- Which pavement record is Murder Mountain? I'm not familiar with that one.
1: That's good stuff, Chris. That's good stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're
2: they're gearing up to. <laughs> oh, they're gearing baby. up to give you another chance to see. No, them
0: live. Mal Malcomus is coming on this pot because so we're big tennis players. Yeah, I know he's a big player. Okay, yeah. Um, and he's he's it it's destiny i mean you know it's destiny for him to come talk to us when he's got something to sell so you know i'm 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 ready for it but right on so you use, you use youtube like a damn adult you use it as like a an educational service are you hitting the edible though
2: yeah i mean there's fun stuff too and then also like the great thing is that like if you get into some current musician who's making things <laughs> you know you, you have like a new thing from gia margaret to look forward to six months from now that she's currently cooking up at place you know this is all sorts of like knowing that the the barrier to releasing imagery is so much mm-hmm. lower than it used to be in the sort of mtv era that every artist that's making compelling work finds some way to make two or three songs from each record yeah have I a mean, visual form
0: like jason said though how high are you when you're doing this <laughs> <laughs> i'm just constantly like taking it all in
1: so you don't need to be on on drugs in order to get into these youtube Wormholes. No, I don't
2: need to. It's also fun. Like, if you're with different social groups, like their patterns, like if you hang out with White Reaper, yeah yeah they've got their thing of watching all the mid 90s music videos, and it's like, oh, I i haven't thought about these in a while. Or they just, you know, one after the other, they'll play those, and then someone will take over and play an episode of Survivor.
0: And then you're like, oh, I haven't
2: thought about Survivor in a long time.
0: It was a great show. Survivor Hive is strong, um, actually. It's a, it's a people, no, there are, there are people that are fucking freaks about it. Yeah. Um, wasn't it was never for me yeah. but uh yeah that's the i mean that's the beauty of youtube though it's like a deep hole but i use it strictly i mean all chiropractor videos aside i i do use it for like music almost exclusively but only old shit like i on, only want to see live performances of like suede right. on you know jonathan ross i,
2: I got to stop you and ask you how much is there to chiropractic like i i've experienced it but it seems like it's the same three moves <laughs> is there Deeper levels where they're doing more? That's
0: a great question, Lance. That's what you would think, Lance. But as a storyteller, I'm surprised you wouldn't kind of see <laughs> that, you know, the subject brings their own arc to the video. You know, they've been dealing with immense pain. Okay. Uh emotional and physical, of course.
1: Mm-hmm. Chris likes to get the backstory.
0: I like the backstory, and then sometimes <laughs> certain characters <laughs> don't credit him, don't credit him with that. But some <laughs> some subjects are also, and I've seen this starting to happen. Okay. Sometimes they get hotties. You know, so it's like a hottie in a sports bra who's had a lot of problems from you know her time as a gymnast or whatever. Those get more views. I don't watch. Does <laughs> it just those. kind of I'm like more rotate into the head and neck? I'm more into the emotional. You like sp- the
1: art form. You don't want. It. You don't want some clickbait shawty. And exactly. Also, I'm glad exactly. that what you said. You had a nice clean audio take for our for our meme account to capture uh, well, uh, w- whatever you just said,
0: no, but I think that the I think that the the that genre of video and these these videos get like millions of views, oh yeah, so i know I know I'm not alone, but it's also because i I think if I wasn't um doing what I'm doing now, which obviously is incredibly time consuming and an artistic practice I take very seriously, mm-hmm. I would maybe be interested in being a bodywork expert a
1: lot of people okay. share that same sentiment i think and i think also chris mm-hmm. you know the world of documentary filmmaking and the world of crack addicts like yourself chris <laughs> yeah. there yes, could be yeah. some crossover here we can get a little hulu deal six figures not seven but you know, yeah that's something to play yeah, lance with.
0: there's there's a there's a popular chiropractor in in uh middle florida um okay it's kind of known for her funky tights that she wears when she's adjusting people i'm sure you've
1: seen her on your algorithm before you've probably seen it but her <laughs> but her
0: her like 15 year old daughter is her dp and she's doing okay, yeah. you know. But but I mean, I think that, <laughs> there's some there's some holes for sure. She's not that experienced, but she could learn something from a guy like you that's really been out here doing this for a long time. So it's something to consider. I don't I don't think we've seen the ceiling mm-hmm. of, of chiropractic video. I think we have a lot of a lot of a lot of room to grow.
2: What other bodywork have you explored?
0: Uh, well, there's there's a lot of like uh, acupuncture. There's a British guy who does these really really intense kind of. Just rub downs, but he (laughs) makes these giant... MMA guys cry okay. by pressing on their feet okay you know stuff like that and so just yeah, you kind of figure out the the zone I mean I can only watch them a, a couple at a time and I do it in private of course because it's embarrassing and also because you're violently masturbating right yeah that, that that other part yeah I didn't want to mention that but I'm violently masturbating and the it's just not it's it's something that I talk about uh, because I I think it's important for the for the visibility <laughs> uh, for the other crack addicts that mm-hmm. listen to the show sure comrade that's really it I mean I do that stuff in my myself and my personal life so does Jason so i think that's part of where it stemmed from is that that sure. we started seeing this bodywork guy who destroyed us and it was like this weird experience okay so i was like are there other people like this out there you know um and of course mm-hmm.
2: there are have you ever checked out reiki or other approaches no nah, that's fake <laughs> i don't really i don't <laughs>
0: I'm not. You ain't gonna find the right person. You ain't gonna wave your hand over me, and it's gonna work. I mean, look, I'll try. I've heard of Reiki,
1: but I don't. I don't know exactly what it is. Could you explain, Lance? Yeah, tell us.
0: It seems to have worked for you. I
1: thought that was like something like a like a a mushroom that you put in your smoothie, but that's that's reishi. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
2: It's a it's a form of energy work. It exists in a lot of different cultures. Uh, The particular one that you know for shorthand gets used is that that term reiki. But it's essentially like Mm -hmm. focusing energy and and aligning hands or other body parts over certain parts of your body and you genuinely tend to feel Sounds
1: like a genuine song so far, Lance, temperature or
2: energy or something <laughs> in the physical space between their hand and your body. And then you start to feel something inside. It's, it can be surprising if you find the right person to, uh, mm-hmm. practice it on. So hand.
0: how much, how much, how much is a session costing and are crystals involved? <laughs> there, there don't have to be any crystals
1: involved, but it would be nice if okay. there were
2: a few around. Yeah. You, you might just find the right person that had that skill or, or knowledge or you could go pay you know 60 to 80 dollars somewhere to get it mm-hmm. for an hour so
1: you've done this before and you have experienced positive results is what it sounds like
2: yeah surprisingly positive results. if you're in the, if you're doing okay. you know all these other formats of body work it's worth yeah 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 try no, a session I'm, and see if it works for you or not
1: yeah i'm not i i don't
0: rule anything out there's all kinds of weird stuff going on
1: we like to explore the body yeah What what's your meditation practice over there in p-town lance i kind of like you know Early on,
2: learn to kind of uh, focus and disassociate and go internal and, and mm. wrestle with things or rethink things and then come out of it and then put on some music and try and work on stuff. That's
1: good. I feel like I kind of do the same thing. But I do use marijuana to achieve that, unfortunately. There you go. Sure. But you you're okay with that, right? hmm mm-hmm. Are you asking me or Chris? You. Chris is sober. Yeah, I know that. I was like surprised if it was like, <laughs> yeah, you're down with that still, right? But you're not a drug abuser, right, Lance? No, I, don't, I wouldn't say I was a drug abuser. Keep your nose clean.
0: You seem like a you you seem like a straight shooter. That's why, but that's you have to be in your line of work because these guys are all getting crazy, and you got to be
1: there to document it. Mm, He's got a lot of expensive gear to look after.
2: Yeah, but then you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the shoot, it's fine to like get on everyone else's wavelength.
1: You have a very diplomatic way of speaking, Lance. Where did you pick this up? (laughs) Yeah, did you were you ever in politics? And also, I feel like you're wasting these talents behind the lens.
2: Oh yeah, no, I've chosen to be kind of discreet and hidden as long as I could, and it's. It's a bummer the times that people have noticed or or pointed a camera back at me. (laughs) But I I, I take deep satisfaction in multiple projects that have not been found out yet Mm. and that in the deep future people will realize like, whoa, he made this movie or he wrote this book or those records are him. That's my sort of like long
1: Yeah, I think that's something that I've thought about as I've gotten older is sort of like when people have a situation where maybe like a Kanye West or something like that or like What, who is making art right now that is being constantly ridiculed? And then in the future, they will kind of remain in infamy forever, you know, like all these people who were poo pooed during their lifetime creating this art kind of painstakingly uh, and, and achieving a lot of ridicule and only to become a legendary, you know, person or artist because the world needed time to kind of catch up. With with their yeah way of thinking, and you're saying you're the same way as that. I I, I wouldn't like claim that for myself, <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've I've preferred
2: being discreet and low key and and hidden uh, as much as I can, and have pulled it off on some projects that I'm happy
0: about. Uh, I'm sure you have some legendary cameos over the years on the old Bang Bus. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. Like have, have popped up in the background of things. Uh, of a lot of notable things over the years
0: that's a better way to be you know absolutely that's a a better way to be i'm looking for a few cameos as well jason's a known uh music video extra he's had some featured roles
2: you're there in that avril lavigne video Mm -hmm.
0: that's right that's (laughs) right that's right right. so if you have any
2: if you have any video work oh yeah your hair was so much longer (laughs) it was i mean it's not like long long but it's like different from how you've chosen to be
1: oh yeah I used that was yeah like early 20s i had long hair i feel like they didn't take advantage of your height you're
2: kind of like seated on a stool or something, right?
1: Yeah, the the problem was it was either we're casting you on this video because oh, you right, are right, freakishly right. tall yeah. or we're casting you in this video and we have to hide the fact that you're freakishly tall because yeah. if I stood next mm. to Avril Levine all of, you know, four eleven soaking wet, it would have been Distracting.
2: Would you see some of the same faces at, at, you know, casting sessions or shoots in that era? Constantly,
1: constantly. Really? So it was everybody trying to get their little check. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was kind of like the the seedy music video extra agency, like talent agencies, and you would kind of see the same people at all the videos and the same, like, whoever the funky person that month. Um, would always be in every video if you kind of paid attention
2: and did you list skills like did you say that you could dance and that you could drive a motorcycle or
1: actually not so much i mean they never really asked about that it was pretty much just like all right you stand here and then depending on what the video was nine times out of ten like you said it's just like can you just dance around for like five minutes you know like yeah a slow motion kind of pogoing movement while uh, the vines play their hit song get free yeah um for 47 (laughs) times in the sound studio
0: vines are an underrated act i want to say they have some deep cuts i think they really they got billed as that as the nirvana thing and it kind of ruined their career yeah
1: Mm -mm -mm. i remember i actually urinated in public during a take on that video because i had to piece so bad but i was i was trapped like a astroworld concert and i had to just let it flow yeah
0: these directors, they let they make people work too hard. You know, it's twelve hour days. Lance knows. You
1: got to get the shot, Chris. Yeah, that's what <laughs> La Chapelle said when he kept whipping me with that belt.
2: Whoosh. The film is forever.
1: No, you're like discomfort is like jeans. another three minutes. No, I mean, but it was yeah. There was a lot of the same people over and over and over again. Whoever the weirdest, smelliest, looking crusty people, they would have to make out in like a slow motion. That was like the, the <laughs> <laughs> such a trope. And actually, there's. Do you, you know that? Um, that singer B, it's like Biba Doobie. Yeah, sure. Have you heard of her? She, yeah, yeah,
0: the new. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: She has this new video that I was watching. I was talking to Snail Mail about it a, a couple days ago, and the video is basically like a replica of videos that happened, you know, twenty years ago. Right. And it's sort of like art direction, like shot for shot re- replica of Papa Roach, my uh, last resort video. Oh. And it reminded me. I was like, oh wow. Hopefully this. Fucked up style of music video creation comes back because I haven't seen a video where it's just like here, just a bunch of like cool 19 yeah. year olds jumping around. Yeah. You know, that hasn't happened. So what is the
0: current state of music videos? It's like Beyonce gets a million bucks. Everybody else gets 5,000. It's
2: more like that. I did a thing for George Harrison for uh, that song, My Sweet Lord. Oh, baby. Oh, I
0: know. Yeah. 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 For the, for the reissue, right?
2: Yeah. And so we got to have like a a proper budget for that. And the people at Universal were kind of saying like, wow, this is. It's been a long time since we've made like a you know a video on this scale. I are like,
1: this is great, Lance. Happy to have you back, I haven't seen you since <laughs> ninety-nine. No, I mean, when Chris said so Beyonce gets a million dollars, everyone else goes five grand, you know, back then a million dollars was low, you know?
2: They're, yeah, for like a you know, like a hit single off of a major label leading track that they knew that they're gonna be working to radio and TRL and all that, they would spend
0: mm-hmm. five
2: hundred thousand to a million on on those sort of things. Um so yeah, those days are largely gone. Uh, but <laughs> for these like smaller artists. If they spend five to twenty five to fifty thousand dollars making a cool video, they get to monetize it on YouTube mm-hmm. or at least, you know, the label that funded it does or whatever.
0: Yeah. And
2: then it, it helps <laughs> them to kind of like stand out to get a billing on a festival or Go do a weekend of yeah, shows, I and I,
0: I think they're still. I think they're still quite like use useful. Yeah, you know, I think more people see them now than they used to. Yeah, that's a no. You're absolutely right. That's a good point. Yeah, because I mean,
1: YouTube's free, and and Spotify and Apple Music, you got to pay. You know, that's yeah. a good point. I, I mean, I see, there's
2: plenty so, of people that just like by habit make a playlist in YouTube of whatever the video content is, whether it's an actual music video or just a lyric video or mm-hmm. a visualization or
1: whatever. And that's how they listen
2: to the songs they want to hear that day.
1: Mm-hmm. They have a deep relationship with those videos. And you, and then you have the comment section, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's the most fun part. That's my favorite part of YouTube. That's my most favorite. Part. This <laughs> song sucks. Uh, that's my, that's my favorite. Well, you know, for every, for every terrible comment like that, there's there's sometimes there are these beautifully well-written comments of like yeah that's true here's why this coldplay song changed my life or save my marriage or whatever it could be you know
0: no i i but there are you're absolutely right if you go through youtube comments on on a, a music video they're like very emotional responses yeah o- often yeah. very emotional responses yeah uh so what's up with Jackass, bro? Like, does it, the shit, it sounds like it popped off.
2: It went great. Like, we got, uh, you can know. You send us a screener? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, should let, I should let your listeners know it's now available on digital formats, and it's also available on that Paramount Plus network to stream if you have it. Oh, ever. perfect. Do it cost? I think if you have that uh, platform, you can watch it. Paramount Plus? You know
1: know that we don't have Paramount Plus, Lance. (laughs) Come on. Grown-ass man, Lance Bangs. I don't have Paramount Plus. iTunes or Amazon.
2: It's it's available digitally for you
1: now. Okay. Maybe I'll watch it on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, I kind of have to. I feel like it's my duty as an American.
0: You got to stay up with the culture. Mm, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) that actually is Jason's culture, though, in a lot of ways. I feel like... Yeah. I feel like you're you're a pretty big jackass head aren't you Jason? I mean I'm a prankster sure <laughs> <laughs> Our friend our fr- our friend Chris Chang Chris Chang is you might know him he was a legendary jackass fan but he made himself he was an extra in the film.
1: Oh, right on. He willed himself to be in that Yeah, he
0: willed himself into it, which is which is an impressive. Yeah, I think impressive. he used
1: Reiki to get in that film, actually. <laughs> there yeah, you exactly, go. <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly.
0: Exactly. Did you guys do did you guys do all the premieres and shit? Like it was pretty normal. No. Right? We you know, normally we
2: would have gone and done like a screening at Babylon in LA, like the kind of like new skate park that our friend Lee is. Yeah, yeah. Developing. yeah. Shout out to Lee. And we would have done like, you know, we would have gone to like an old person's home and shown it to them and gone to like a paramedic's <laughs> firehouse and shown it to them and like <laughs> We kind of would tend to do that, like we would go to like you know uh,
1: Alcatraz. <laughs> it's so that's so Alcatraz. Funny. Yeah, Waffle House.
2: Yeah, like that's just like part of the good the good times. Once you have a movie you're proud of and you want to like get that group experience of people laughing, like that was always a fun aspect of, of rolling out the movies. And uh, we weren't able to do that because of COVID. And even like it was kind of touch and go about whether we could have a, a premiere. And so everyone that had worked so hard, it was a struggle to kind of get through all the COVID ness of everything while we shot. Like we. We did some tests in December two thousand nineteen to make sure is this still funny and compelling and you know feel good to watch mm-hmm. people who are like
0: late forties. You guys went to you guys went to a parking lot in Ontario, got some fucking shopping yep. carts, and said we're, we're getting the band back together. <laughs> or is
2: it going to look kind of like sad to see someone hurt their knee when they're forty eight years old and not? Yeah, that, I guess funny, that part I just you know? think
1: about it more. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. are they just talking about like will this be? Will I get canceled for doing this compared to you know the early days of CKY or something?
2: Since when we start started making this back in like you know ninety nine or two thousand and two thousand one when the first stuff was going on, um, we've all started working with like a more diverse group of friends, and so we made that show Loiter Squad with the guys from Odd Future, and Mm -hmm, so we kind mm -hmm. of the people that we felt like could do jackass stunts from that crew, we kind of tried out or brought in, and uh, there's this woman Natalie Palmitis and Courtney Peruso. There's sort of like performance artists in LA that are great and. Rachel Wolfson, who's a stand up comedy that Knoxville was fond of, her comedy on Instagram. We just sort of like wove some of those like people in and it was a great combination and, Mm -hmm. and it just kind of added to everything. And that meant like the older guys were trying to like, up their game to like not be replaced by some 27 year old surfer you know sure.
0: <laughs> I, I like that i like I, I like the i like the idea of these guys i like the, the idea of these guys like we invented this shit but i'm not gonna lose out to a 27 year old it doesn't totally, yeah. you're like bro your name is the marquee name i don't care i'm not fucking doing it. i'm jumping off the no, boat. i mean like yeah.
1: like you said when you're 48 years old and you're like i don't know if i want to really do all this crazy shit and then a 27 year old hot surfer guy's like i will do it it's all good <laughs> totally. and then you're like oh fuck I mean you know <laughs> it, is a, it is a little bit of a young man's game yeah. at the end of the day.
2: So the camaraderie is great everyone had a good time but then we got shut down for COVID and, and you know it was that weird week in early March that you know Tom Hanks has got it in Australia and a guy in the NBA made a joke and now he has it You're like <laughs> where no one knew what was going to go on but we thought we would like take a break and be back in like 14 days and start shooting again but it turned into like maybe seven months of us being the guinea pigs of like
1: because
2: under paramount or viacom like they don't want to risk nicole kidman and find out that it's spreadable on a movie set, but they could put us in a backyard and, <laughs> yeah, and see I like know. what what happens. Look, bro, if, you if, we, have, if like, we
0: lose if we lose Stevo, we lose Stevo. You know, yeah. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine.
2: It, it kind of felt like that. So I think we were the first production to resume back up again.
1: <laughs> we're not. We don't actively want him to die, but I'd like better him than Nicole because who's going to do those AMC commercials if she goes? You know, what's what's
0: what's We Man got coming
1: up for 2023? Because we could we could probably <laughs> after after you got passed for 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 now you know he's it's been a little quiet for him
2: <laughs> So we were mostly shooting outdoors and in backyards and not interacting with the public as much as we did so there're like fewer pranks on unsuspecting mm-hmm. public citizens because it was like right, right right riskier to to pull that off without you know having covid tested them or whatever um but we got through it and then all the theaters were going to shut down like we thought it would come out in the fall of 2021 mm-hmm. And then the theaters were all kind of going dark when the Delta variant hit New York. And so we kind of pushed it to February, and it, that's not, like, the best time for people to go see a movie. You know, <laughs> all these things that, like, weren't
0: sure sure the,
2: the way we would have loved for it to normally happen in a, a conventional timeline. But it ended up coming out and getting, like, the best reviews of any of the movie of the whole series and critical reevaluation from everyone. And it's, like, you know, certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. That's, and, you know. hey, these guys are actually art. You know, a, a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And so... Audiences loved it. People were happy to go see it. It felt great to watch audiences like all laughing together in a public setting. And
1: yeah, I, th- I think so great. many films really tried to like g- take a gamble on the timing with like COVID's in, COVID's out. Yeah. theaters are open. Theaters are closed again. And so many releases got chewed up and spit out, just like fucked up. Yeah. And I really feel like of all the films, it was kind of not funny or ironic, but just kind of cool to see like whoever was in charge of this jackass film yeah and not like you know some crazy like 500 million dollar you know epic film you timed that little double dutch jump rope perfectly in the right window and and did i guess keeping that in mind on the editing process did it make you be like now we really have to make this like an evergreen evergreen film because it really might need to come out in 5 years from now
2: that's a great question that that's kind of weird like historically Spike Jones and Jeff Tremaine and Knoxville are sort of like the the main brain trust that, you know, are steering the ship on on these things. And mm-hmm. they tend to have like a fun hangout vibe at the edit room where like, you know, cast members are dropping in and looking at their footage or, or pointing out a joke that someone else said from the peanut gallery that might work there. Chris Pontius had this great line as he was walking away. Let's find that and put it back in. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of look at the overall arc and you're like, okay, there's too many things in a row where someone's tripping or falling or, you know, there's like uh, too many things that are like vulgar or cute or whatever in a row and you want to kind of like pace it so that people are, if you know that people are going to get terrified when there's like a giant spider fang on a macro lens, you take a break and go to something lighter with Wee Man in a costume after that. Mm-hmm.
0: Of course, of course. Um, Spread
2: it course. out. So kind of finding that that balance and, and featuring everyone at their best and, you know, making sure that someone doesn't disappear for 40 minutes of the movie and then, oh, I forgot that Steve-O was in it. You know, like you got to keep them all peppered in in a way that like you feel the camaraderie and the so the much more
1: to consider in a jackass film in 2022 really is, it, versus the first time you made it i'm assuming exactly
2: yeah and so i think some of that thoughtfulness is why the reactions and reviews and the the sense from the audience mm-hmm. was so positive this time
1: oh uh, yeah what's yeah, that what's um, that go, phrase that it makes cost sense. costs a lot of money or it takes a lot of time to look this cheap. yeah <laughs> you know, a lot of thought goes into making something that looks like it was just shot out by yeah 11 lunatics uh, so you know? i'm
2: i'm proud of how it came out and happy and all the guys are in a good place. And we got through it again. Like no one got like uh severely injured. We're <laughs> always happy to kind of like, no one got push severely it, but, but,
0: injured. So that's great. You know, I mean
2: like, or like, you know, they, they did, but they got out of it. Like Knoxville got pretty badly uh messed up but like recovered and and is doing better and hopefully
1: uh hopefully friend of the show bam is is on the mend a little bit things are going all right for him what do you think
2: i believe from what i've heard from friends around him that he's like doing better and and has got some solid people around him and i'm I'm pulling for him and love him and good and hope that at some point you know it'll be good to be around him again and Mm -hmm. and yeah love the guy
0: what a what a time though man that that era of mtv where it was bam and the Osborns and fucking yeah. jason dill was on the osbornes yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like that that is a wild ass period of time to think about yeah like that is just a wild ass period because i think skateboarding is bigger now than it was then which sure. is kind of crazy to think about yeah you, you know what i mean like because it was that was the first i feel like that's the first time it was really exposed on like every major outlet from, from like television and movies
1: you yeah know? lance now since you're since you're such a a member of the the video format the visual arts how uh, how's your relationship with with the audio format have you grown to are you kind of sniffing around in the podcasting space have you thought about getting into some audio only projects i guess
2: i've made things that were audio based over the years that i've discreetly released under different names that i'm I learned like recording technology to do that and have always kind of enjoyed that aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I'm traveling too much. And, and when I get wrapped up in a certain project, I'll focus all of my attention there and not be able to like book a guest to do a conversational podcast thing. So I like the format. I like long car rides with friends and long conversations. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's for me to commit that like I, you know, this many days a week, I know I'm going to be at a laptop.
0: Uh, that's right someone that that's i created yeah. to talk to. jason does it three times a week and he fucking yeah, hates right? it but you know this is what is what we signed up for so you know what are you gonna do well,
2: sorry real quick was that like a super deliberate thing to like be more prolific and get more great guests by doing three a week nope
0: not at all happens? but but now we're 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 riding this horse off into the sunset yeah you know it's like it's i mean i at this point it's like anything else though you just get into it and that's what you do and so yeah. you just keep doing it you know you don't really think about it that much like last week yeah because of like guest shuffling and shit we recorded four podcasts we did like two days with two podcasts back to back which is like a lot right but it's like it's fine
2: if that's what diplo wants that's what you have to <laughs> exactly
1: exactly well, yeah, you when, know the when, phrase when you a, a, a crazy person is somebody who does the same thing over and over again yeah Wait, what's that phrase
0: expecting a different result expecting different results
1: <laughs> that's the definition now so my theory was like oh i'll try Working hard at something, right? So that's 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 like this this project or this podcast has been an experiment in you know working very hard at something instead of just so, some
2: people in the world might have different definitions of working. <laughs> hard.
1: <laughs> that is true, but the, you know compared to my life before as sort of a DJ layabout sure. where you just kind of like well it's time to go you know, no, de- Jason, you know work four hours a week or something right. from
0: anthropology to uh, music video extra to DJ. Uh, I mean. <laughs> You've worked hard your whole life. I'm not gonna let you slander yourself on this podcast.
1: <laughs> See, I mean you're making my point. So I mean I was trying I wanted to try something different and I don't want to work hard at something that isn't my own thing, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that is
0: sense. difficult. That is difficult. Um Lance, thank you for thank you for joining us on How Long Gone. Yeah. It was a pleasure, man. And um, right on. we've been big fans for a long time, so it was nice to chat. And uh I didn't even really I didn't fully understand like the Athens connection, which is pretty yeah. interesting. Which is a, a I nice... still get
2: back there all the time.
0: I'm, I'm likely to be there in a couple of weeks. Nice layer to the cake. Uh, all right, man. Yeah. Well, and a, and a
1: delight to hear that you listen to this show, Lance. Really
0: cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we love that. Uh, you got anything coming out you want to tell us about, or is it all TBD?
1: No, there's some good stuff. Any any mystical projects that you're under a pseudonym that you want to not plug? <laughs>
2: I think that uh, <laughs> there's some good things that are emerging that are coming up that seem pretty solid. There's a I did a stand-up special for a, a performer named Moses Storm that's available on HBO Max right now. That oh,
1: you did happy that? With that?
2: one? Yeah, I did that. Nice. And then the uh, the Jackass movies out on all these like digital and streaming platforms right now. I'm about to go direct a special for a woman named Alyssa Limparis that uh, we'll be shooting for the Peacock okay. uh, streaming app. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think I'm doing stuff for a couple of different... Bands for their records that are coming out that haven't quite been announced but that within i think by may the, i'll you know people will notice it'll and,
1: all
0: be po- it'll yeah. all be popping that's great man
1: lance maybe you inspired me to hit the bong and watch jackass forever tonight <laughs> that's, that's right. right making a nice short rib ragu it's in the oven right now lance you can smell it from here can't you
2: it's a great ride and, and you should see it while it feels like in this moment of everyone excited yeah
0: no it. that's a good point Copy that. that's a good point uh lance appreciate you uh and we will talk soon Right on, yeah. thank you My Lord, my Lord,
1: I really want to know you, I really want to go.
0: won't take long